And a very good evening to you and welcome back once again to the From A to Zowie podcast. I'm your host, Richard Zowie, and the From A to Zowie podcast, I've been posting it on Buzzsprout, and um, that's what I've been doing. This is my weekly little news update that's kind of evolving. Uh, Some are news items, some are just things that have happened this week. And so we'll talk about, first of all, I did some promotional work this weekend for a radio station that I freelance for doing sports reporting. When I do sports work for Ranch Radio Group, my name on the air is J.R. Zowie, and I wore an Astros hat there. Normally, that's kind of my trademark is to wear an Astros hat. And for the occasion, I happened to pick out the first hat the Astros ever wore, the one that has a .45S on it, referring to the Houston Colt 45s. A lady who was a longtime Astros fan and even spent time at the old Colt Stadium when they were the Colt 45s when the Astrodome was being built, she asked me a question. She says, JR, why did they switch from the Colt 45s to the Astros? And I had long thought it was some type of legal issue where the Colt 45s had trademarked that name, but apparently it wasn't. Um, They were building the new stadium, state-of-the-art, indoors, First one like it. And somehow, some way, they just decided that they wanted a name that reflected the future. And space exploration is about the future. So uh, the idea was Houston astronauts. And they thought, well, that's kind of long. So let's just call them the Houston Astros. So the team was the Houston Astros. The stadium was the Astrodome. And they played on AstroTurf. And the pregame show was Astro Launch. You get it. And, of course, you're probably wondering, Richard, did you ever get to go to an Astros game at the Astrodome? Yes. I went to two. The first one, I think, was in summer of 1981. Second one was the spring of 1983. And the third one was in 1988. They won the first one against the Chicago Cubs. Don Sutton was pitching. Jose Cruz hit a triple. We were in the, I think, like the upper deck or the mezzanine in left field or in uh, the foul area of the left side. Um, The second one, they lost to the Atlanta Braves. We were in the upper deck behind home plate. Dale Murphy hit what looked like a high pop-up that turned out to be a home run. I don't remember who was pitching that game. And against the Phillies, Mike Scott was the starting pitcher. They won that game, and Glenn Davis hit a home run. So I was pretty excited for that. So, and my son, one of my sons lives in Houston and has invited me to, he'll take me to a game next summer. So I'm looking forward to going to my first ever Astros game at Minute Maid Park. So I'll let you know how that happens once I do that. Tonight I watched a movie out of curiosity. I was working out at the at the gym and I decided, oh, I heard this movie Purple Hearts was interesting. Read the synopsis, Marine marries a woman for convenience, and then the unexpected happens. I thought, okay, that sounds different. Watched the first hour while working out. I was completely blown away. Couldn't wait to have find out what happened next. It's one of those movies where it's like, you know it's a great movie when you've watched an hour and you still have no clue what's going to happen. So I got to finish it, and it was very emotional watching. It was a very beautiful movie. It's kind of one of those movies that just makes me think, 
Maybe someday I'll have a lady who appreciates me that much. For the time being, I can't afford to pay a lady to be interested in me, so I'll have to just settle for one that likes me for who I am. So, Sometimes I think my personality is a natural form of birth control. Well, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, some very interesting news, especially dealing with all the whining Houston fans who make fun of the Cowboys for not being in the Super Bowl for 25 years. Never mind the fact that the closest their team has ever been to a Super Bowl is hosting one. Uh, The city, not the team. In Forbes magazine, it says the Cowboys are the most valuable professional sports franchise, even more valuable than the New York Yankees, which we like to refer to as the evil empire, even more valuable than a, a soccer teams such as Real Madrid, uh, Manchester United, Liverpool, or Chelsea, and even more valuable than, oh, I can't think of any other teams that are really the, the all that in a bag of chips, but maybe the LA Lakers. The Cowboys are worth $7.64 billion dollars. In second place is the Los Angeles Rams at $5.91 billion. Houston Texans are in 11th place, $4.63 billion. Jerry Jones, if memory serves correctly, in 1990, bought the Cowboys for about $200 million. And then he, I guess, found some red ink and had to go into some cost-cutting modes and then took it from there. But it's nice to see Dallas is worth that much. But I tell people, as a... As someone who's been a Cowboys fan since 1979, the Cowboys are not going to be successful again until they get rid of Jones as a general manager, which means Jones will probably die clutching whatever it is he holds on to that makes him the general manager. I imagine him like Charlton Heston with gun rights, holding that birthright to the general manager up in up in the air and saying, from my cold, dead hands. So... Anyway, that's that. My true passion in life, the one thing I would really love to do most of all, is to write fiction. And I've got some fiction, I've got some poetry, and I get emails from this lady who's always messaging me about contests. So it might be worth my time to invest money in contests and see maybe if I could pursue that dream. I've had two short stories published, and I'm hoping to expand that, but... uh, We'll have to just wait and see how that goes. And of course, when you're a writer, the one, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard came from Stephen King. I ignore Stephen King when it comes to political observations because when it comes to political observations, he's an idiot. He once mentioned that Donald Trump was scarier than any of his books. I thought, um, no, not even close. Never thought I'd see the day in Texas where I almost had to pay $4 a gallon for gas, but that's a story for a different time. What Stephen King said that's very valuable is if you want to be a good writer, you have to be a good reader. You have to do a lot of reading. And it's always a battle I face. And I look at the books on my shelf right now, and unfortunately, a lot of them are books I've not had a chance to read yet. The Martian by Andy Weir. Death comes for the Archbishop by Willa Cather. Um, The Texas Rangers by Walter Prescott Webb. I've been advised that's kind of boring, but it is history. Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurtry. People can't believe I'm a Texan if I've never read that book. Uh, 
Um, oh, what's another one over there? Stephen Callahan, Adrift. That's one I've been meaning to read for a long time. And then, of course, Philip K. Dick. I have a couple of his books, Radio Free, Albumuth, and then the the book that the movie Blade Runner was based on, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? So plenty of books to read. I've got some more books I'm trying to get off the internet. And hopefully someday I can binge and get them all caught up. But to me, I tell people there's two things in life I want most of all. Even more than money, even more than eating at restaurants I like, I want to be respected and I want to be well-read. I want to be someone that can speak intelligently on most given subjects. The joke about Howard Cosell, the late Howard Cosell, was that Cosell loved to talk so much he could speak for two hours on any given subject. Four hours if he happened to know anything about it. Thankfully, Cosell had a sense of humor, so he was able to laugh that off. Uh, what's been going on in the news lately? Uh, Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan. The Chinese were not very happy about that. That's all that I can really think about. That This is one of those weeks where you, we had to do some catching up at work. So it's kind of, I usually just watch the, the news, the local news on the San Antonio channels. I don't really watch the national news because I don't, I think they're all very biased. So, but anyway, that's that. And again, this is the from A to Zowie podcast. My name is Richard Zowie and I need some time again to do another Bible verse for this, uh, podcast because I have a teacher that likes hearing the way I read. I will not say the teacher's name because, well, let's just say she's shy. She does not like having her name out in public, but she's a dear friend of mine and I love her to death and got to see her again for the first time in 30 years back in January and just had the time of my life. And so anyway, again, this is the From A to Zowie podcast. Uh, I post this on Buzzsprout. Um, if you would like to sponsor this, which would mean a couple of times per broadcast, I would read your commercial out loud and promote it. Send me an email from a to Zowie at gmail.com. That's from a to Z O W I E at gmail.com. F R O M A T O Z O W I E. I also have a blog from a to zowie.wordpress.com and that links to my other blogs as well. I have a writer's blog, a current events blog, a Christian issues blog, and a satire blog. Haven't done the satire one in a while, but we'll see what happens. So again, this has been the From A to Zowie podcast. I am Richard Zowie and y'all have yourselves a nice night.